Miss P- Missing People Academy, and it is my first podcast ever, so I want to start out by saying thank you for listening. I also want to give you some background on myself and to why, as to why I started this podcast. So, let's start with me. Guess I'm selfish. Um, I am 21. My name is Bree. I live in Oregon currently with my husband. I will be moving at some point because I'm a military wife. I'm originally from Florida, and I lived in Florida until I got married. I started this podcast to primarily raise awareness for missing people cases that haven't gotten much attention. That being said, I love the energy and efforts to find Gabby. Her case had an overwhelming amount of coverage and support from the public. Now, I'm not going to say necessarily that she deserved less because she didn't. She, she deserved better than what she got. However, what I do think is that others deserve the same energy that we all had to find Gabby to find them. I have a few cases that I have been researching and I would like to share with you. For right now, we're going to start with the Lauren Cho case, or Elle as her family called her, family and friends. Elle is a 30-year-old Asian-American woman standing at about 5'4 and approximately weighing 110 pounds. She is originally from New Jersey, and in New Jersey, she was a music teacher and was said to be a very talented individual. She was a soprano singer. She had toured with choirs in Europe as a teenager and was actively in a local church choir. However, by winter of 2020, she had become dissatisfied with her life and her career as a music teacher and decided to embark on a trip across country with her friend and ex-boyfriend that she had met while in in New Jersey. His name was Cody Oro, and they were heading to Bombay Beach. They had taken off in a converted tour bus, which honestly sounds pretty cool to me. I think that would be a pretty cool way of life. Bombay Beach is on the edge of California's Inland Salton Sea. I'm not very aware of the layout of California, Um, so I'm just going on what I have read. In an interview with the High Desert Star, Cody Orell stated, Lauren wanted a different life. She wanted to move from the East Coast and taste freedom, so she quit her job and moved into the bus with me. According to her friends and family, she had hopes to open a food truck once she arrived in Bombay Beach. Cody and other friends described her as a super talented person with a black belt in Taekwondo and many plans for the future. According to some articles that I've read, Elle actually had bought a old school bus to convert into a food truck. She was hoping to turn her knack for cooking into a career. Cody stated that she used to test her cooking skills by preparing for large crowds of people. Soon after they arrived in Bombay Beach in, I believe, October of 2020 and had spent the winter there. It was a small community of about 415 people 
that was once a beach resort before the Salton Sea's eco ecology collapsed. By June 2021, Elle was working as a private chef for her friend's Airbnb. This Airbnb was located between Yucca and Morongo Valley, just outside of Joshua Tree National Park. This is where things kind of change. Actually, they don't kind of change. They change drastically. By on June 28, 2021, around 3 p.m., it is reported that Elle was seemingly upset, upset and by what we still don't know for sure. But she decided to take a walk near Hoopa Road and Ben Mar Trail between Yucca Valley and Moronga Valley. Cody decided soon after to go in search of Elle, stating that, and I quote, there was a 10-minute window there and she evaporated. There were no tracks anywhere. Soon after, when he couldn't find her, he did call for some friends to help her look for her, for Elle, but ultimately, they did not find her. At 5.13 p.m., Cody called the sheriff's department and reported her missing. He reported that she had gotten upset and walked away with no food, water, or phone. The sheriffs looked for her by helicopter and on foot, starting from where she had vanished near the Hoopa Road and Ben Mar Trail. They found nothing, and on July 2nd, they reclassified her absence as a missing persons case. The search has continued, with light planes used to scan the mountain, mountainous wilderness and dogs used to search the friend's property where she was last seen. At the time, San Bernardino County Sheriff's spokeswoman Jody Miller told a New Jersey radio station, station that there was no evidence of foul play, no person of interest, and Ms. Cho was considered voluntarily missing. However, on September 21st, the Sheriff's Department said that it had called in its Specialized Investigation D Division, which specializes in murders, special deaths, and crimes against children. I'm not sure exactly who this spokesperson is, but a spokesperson said that they were working with Elle's family and friends, and for a while, Cody had suspected that she had gotten into a car with somebody and had left. He told High Desert Star that she had started dating again and had gone to meet someone the previous day, which was a Sunday. A quote from Cody again to High Desert Star, he said, On Sunday, she was going out to meet someone and wasn't saying who. I didn't pry into it then, but of course now I wish. One can only imagine what he feels. He is the last known person to have seen her alive. And honestly, I could not imagine how he is feeling. However, in August, an internet comment by Mr. OK or RJ, whom I pre previously mentioned, stated that she had had an argument with Cody just before she disappeared, but that the two had broken up amicably without jealousy. RJ was very helpful in the initial search as well. He said that police had been questioning people with whom she had gone on dates with in the last weeks beforehand, adding that the dogs who searched her friend's property were trained to sniff out dead bodies and did not find any. 
This case is still ongoing, and if you see or hear anything, please call the authorities or submit an anonymous tip to wetip.com. If you do know anything, also I did forget to mention, when she vanished, she was wearing a yellow t-shirt and jean shorts. She also has a tattoo on her left shoulder below her collarbone and another tattoo on the inside of her right arm. At this time, of course, there is no suggestion that sheriffs suspect any person of wrongdoing. So please keep your comments about your suspicions to yourself and just keep a watchful eye out and hopefully we can find Elle safe and alive. The next case I would like to share today is Jelani Day, but before I do begin with this case, I would like to remind everybody to hug your loved ones and just let them know that you do love them, because tomorrow is not promised. So the Jelani Day case has baffled me and then broke my heart. So let's go ahead and jump into it, and I will start by saying that he was a 25-year-old, he was a college student, he was studying to be a doctor. I cannot remember exactly what he was studying, I have lost my notes regarding what he was studying exactly. Um, he went missing on August 24th in Illinois. He was last seen at a retail store on a surveillance camera in Bloomington. I'm not really sure where that is. He was reported missing by several family members and a faculty member. He was described as an African-American man who was six foot two, 180 pounds with short black hair, brown eyes, and some facial hair. On August 26th, his car was located in a wooded area near Illinois Valley YMCA in Peru. This is about 60 miles north of Bloomington. His car was found with his clothes that he was last seen wearing. Now, on August 31st, another video surfaced of JJ or Jelani in a cannabis dispensary called Beyond Hello in Bloomington at 9:12 a.m. on August 24th. That is basically the information that I had. And when I went to do some more research on him today this morning, an article came up and Jelani was found. His body was discovered in a river and it was it was him. I found a quote from the LaSalle County Coroner's Office and it says currently the cause of death is unknown and pending further investigation and toxology testing. His he was reported missing because he missed class. 
um, I actually did just find my notes and he was studying speech pathology at Illinois State University in Bloomington. There is a Facebook post that I am going to read to you and it says, at this moment there are more questions than answers surrounding Jelani's disappearance and death and that is where we will focus our energy. As of this moment, we do not know what happened to Jelani, and we will not stop until we do. Jelani's mother stated that it is unlike her son to suddenly vanish, and she believes that there was someone else involved in his disappearance. Other members of his family have called for the FBI to get involved and put forth the same resources the agency used to locate Gabby Petito and investigate the circumstances surrounding her homicide. Bloomington Police Department said that Jelani's body was found September 4th floating near the south bank of the Illinois River, but the LaSalle County Coroner only Thursday identified the remains after using forensic dental identification and DNA testing. Previously, I mentioned the dispensary, and it was uh, in, a, in the city of Bloomington about 130 miles southwest of Chicago. According to this article that I've read, police said that they did an extensive search in the area with canine dogs, ground people, and drones for several days. Throughout the weeks, Day's family has been very vocal, pleading for help to find the 25-year-old. Carmen Day, Jelani's mother, says... And I quote, he is not a nobody, he is somebody, and I want him to come back home. I want them to give my son, the, my son the same attention, and it makes me mad because this young white girl is getting the attention, and my young black son is not. There is a Facebook post from Jelani's family that says, There are no words to clearly communicate our devastation. Our hearts are broken. As of this moment, we do not what, know what happened to Jelani, and we will not stop until we do. Currently, the police are trying to determine if Jelani was a victim of foul play, and over time, they will get their answer. It will take some time. Carmen, again, Jelani's mother, said that she began to suspect something was wrong when she hadn't heard from her son in several days. She told NBC's Dateline, I call him my bill collector child because he just calls me and calls me nonstop several times a day. So to not hear from him in a week is very unlike him, and something is not right. Sadly, her concerns were correct. Neither of these cases have the happy ending that I had hoped for. But I would really like it if you guys could share my podcast around and get some publicity for Lauren and Jelani and hopefully find out what happened to both of them. Lauren may need our help. So we need to come together as a community the same way that we did for Gabby. Lauren Cho and Jelani Day deserve to be found. Or, in Jelani's case, with his family deserves to know what happened to him. Thank you all for listening today. Um, this is all I have for you. I will hopefully have another episode up shortly. Um... You guys are amazing.